0: Ahoy mateys and welcome to another episode of I'm Ready, a Spongebob Squarecast. My name is Captain Eric and we are going to be continuing our sail through the second season of Spongebob Squarepants next week because this episode is about my rankings of the season one episodes of Spongebob Squarepants. This was recently released as a video on our YouTube channel. And I figured it was a bit unfair to our uh, audio only the podcast listeners to not have the same experience of listening to me rank through the first season of SpongeBob SquarePants. So this is the exact audio ripped from that video. So unless you'd want to go see the tier list itself being made, there's no need to go see it. Although Uh, It would be much appreciated if anybody out there finds us on YouTube, subscribes, uh, likes whatever videos you can, shares those videos around, because the growth of the show continues to move forward, and I love seeing it. Thank you all who help out and who are a part of the Ready Crew. I really appreciate that. So sit back and enjoy as I uh, rank through every single episode of the first season of Spongebob Squarepants. I did this with help of a tier maker list Uh, I don't have the person's name um, on my hand right now who made that, but I mention it In the audio here coming up, and in the podcast description, I will have the link to the tier maker list itself, so that you can kind of make your own list. I would really like to see, ultimately, other people rank out their season one episodes. Uh, What, like, what do you think? What do you think is the number one episode of season one? What do you think is the worst episode of season one? Uh, If you want to send me your lists or send me your comments. You can email me at snailmail at euphonics.com, ufonyx.com. Uh, but other than that, enjoy the show and we'll see you next week. Ahoy, mateys! Captain Eric here of the I'm Ready a SpongePod SquareCast, and this is my official ranking of season one episodes. Now, before this, I have never sat down and actually ranked out the season one episodes in in my particular order. I obviously have my favorites. I have ones that I would rather skip sometimes. Uh, but this is this is a first for me. Now, just for explanation purposes, I actually tried recording this a week ago for the very first time, completely off the cuff. Uh, ranked all the episodes from 1 to 41, as you can see on the Tier Maker here. Uh, And I just really wasn't satisfied with the rankings because there were so many episodes that I just were kind of on the fence on either one or the other. But It's been a week, I gave it some thought, I looked through everything, and I think I am ready to actually just lay it down what is my official ranking for this show. Now let's say this first, this is my personal list of Season 1 episodes. I do not expect it to match yours 100%, uh, and I don't expect everybody to just be in love with this. Uh, This is just my personal taste of Spongebob humor, Uh, and, and everybody has their own, which is wonderful. It's one of the reasons why I love this show, is because all of you fans out there could look at these 41 episodes and find one that you absolutely love. That's the best part. They're all good. Uh, that, that's what kind of stinks of having a, a list like this, because they're all top tier episodes, in my opinion. Um, there are obviously some, like I said, I would Skip once in a while, or you know, maybe I wouldn't want to watch that day. But I love each and every one of them for their own special reason. And in the grand scheme of all SpongeBob episodes, these are still going to be closer to the top than they are at the bottom of that. So uh, I don't want anybody to to be offended at whatever number 41 is or any of the ones in the bottom tiers. If they're at the top of your tier list, that's absolutely fantastic, and I i agree with all of your lists wonderful uh but in the comments below let me know what you like what you dislike about this listing uh list out your episodes. Now, before we continue, I do want to give credit to NanoLeon3000 over at TierMaker.com who put together this Season 1 tier list with all of the uh, different title cards and then, of course, the uh, listing above, uh, which, of course, goes usually in S to like D ranking. Uh, But for these purposes, I moved it over to the numbers. So uh, at the top row, you're going to see 1 to 10, 11 to 20, so on and so forth. So so no matter where you're watching or listening, listening to this episode. If you go to the episode description, I will have the link right to this tier list so that you can make your own and then share it across the internet as you please. Originally, I wanted to get through this list as quick as possible. What was my real off-the-cuff thoughts of the very first season of SpongeBob? Uh, but honestly, now that we have all of the episodes here and we're kind of celebrating the first season, we're going to talk a little bit about each episode. Nothing really long, but um, just just give it its credit, even if it falls low on the list here. Uh, because like I said, all of these episodes are fantastic, and of course, we are going to start this list right at "Help Wanted." This is the pilot episode. This is the very first thing that anybody ever watched of SpongeBob SquarePants. The entire show hinges on the success of this episode. It, we get the debut of SpongeBob, Gary, Patrick, Mr. Krabs, Squidward, the Bargain Mart, the Krusty Krab. The we we don't even really delve that much into the Krabby Patty and its importance in Bikini Bottom. The, this episode is a gold standard for spongebob squarepants because without it you don't get to anything that you might think is better or even the episodes that you may think are worse uh so this has to make it into the top 10 um but i'm not going to reveal which spot it'll end up in the top 10 i have an idea uh but right from from help wanted staying in the top spot uh this may be controversial to some uh but the next episode we have here is reef blower now in the first season and for the first few years of SpongeBob SquarePants, Reef Blower was an oddity. It was the one time that instead of having two segments in a single episode of SpongeBob SquarePants, it was three segments, and Reef Blower being the middle was this very short, uh, uh, voiceless episode of SpongeBob and Squidward. Um, it was just music and sound effects, uh, and and it's lovely. It's it's a wonderful episode, uh, and I wish they did more of it. But it's a bit unfair stacking it up against all of these other classics. Um, so in this ranking, it really comes down to what would I rather watch more. That's kind of you know number one is going to be the episode I would love to watch, whereas number forty one would be the one I would least like to watch, and stacking it up against all of these episodes it has to sit at number 41 uh but let me just say reef blower even though sits here at number 41 on my list I would rather watch Reef Blower than a lot of the bad SpongeBob episodes that when I say bad SpongeBob episodes everybody watching this immediately thinks of one or two episodes that come to mind when you hear bad SpongeBob episodes. So there are a ton out there that I would I would rather watch Reef Blower over all of them. So I'm going to give credit where credits due and it, it's a concept the idea of just like the mini the minisode in between the two beefier episodes. I wish they did that more through these first few seasons. What other ideas could they have come up with? Because by the time they started doing that again, there was just different writers on the show a different attitude so this was like their one chance to do that with that original team All right, next episode on the list is Tea at the Tree Dome of course the episode in which Spongebob meets Sandy Cheeks understands where she comes from how she lives underwater and she becomes another friend in this group in Bikini Bottom Uh, this episode I absolutely adore and of course don't let Camp Coral ruin this episode for you just treat Camp Coral like Dragon Ball fans treat Dragon Ball GT. Uh, <laughs> you can treat it as canon if you want. You cannot treat it as canon. It's okay. It's totally fine. Uh, but this is a wonderful introduction for Sandy, and it is certainly a very humorous episode. Unfortunately, I don't think it's a top 10 in my book, um, but it, it falls right under there. There's still some great moments. Of course, SpongeBob being in the dome without his his helmet is a wonderfully ex- hilarious experience to see. Uh, you don't want to see him hurt, but his determination to try to be as fancy as possible is is endearing. Next episode on the list is Bubble Stand. This is by far... One of my favorite Spongebob episodes of all time, bar none. And I got to tell you, it is my absolute favorite of season 1. We are filling that top spot right now. It as I mentioned in the introduction of this, everybody has their own favorite kind of humor when it comes to SpongeBob SquarePants. They they don't just have one brand of humor. There's so many different kinds of jokes that can resonate with so many different kinds of people. And my favorite humor in SpongeBob SquarePants is one that has been around since the beginning, which is simply SpongeBob and Patrick on Con Street, annoying Squidward. Not harming him, not physically hurting him or putting him in danger just just annoying him. Uh, it, it's it, it's like the three stooges to me. It's something that'll be funny uh, from the first time I've seen it at nine or eight years old all the way until I'm 80 years old. That kind of humor in this, in this show will be funny for me for the rest of my life. And Bubble Stand is just my go-to for that humor. There's a few other episodes we're going to run into here that uh, also kind of fall into that same category that will just Make the top of the list because that's what I enjoy. Um, the the just the jokes in this in this whole episode. The fact that Squidward has counterfeit change on him, uh, and, and the fact that eventually Squidward's desire to be included in the group, even though he says he despises him, will always get him in trouble. It works almost every time, and it's just a great go-to. Uh, I love seeing those kind of episodes, and even when they make jokes. Uh, to that effect in Camp Coral, it was some of the best moments of that show is when it's just SpongeBob and Patrick annoying Squidward. Uh, so Bubble Stand gets the top spot. Next up is Ripped Pants. It is a another fan favorite out there, but it's, it's one of the episodes in this whole season that has dropped in my eyes as time has gone on. Um, There's some episodes here that will never not be golden to me. And Ripped Pants is one of them that just unfortunately fell by the wayside. I have no explanation to it, but uh, it's kind of middle of the road for me right now. I still, I love the song. My favorite joke is Spongebob yelling out Ripped Pants a la mode at the uh, at the little snack stand there. Um, and there's a few other great jokes in this episode. It, it's kind of sad to see Spongebob get to the point of where he's he's faking death for the joke of ripping his pants. Like it, it it is sad and he does redeem himself with a wonderful song. Uh, but yeah, it's middle of the road for me these days. This is another episode where it really comes down to SpongeBob, uh, Patrick and Squidward. Now I know I mentioned during bubble stand that the kind of humor was Squidward not getting, you know, harmed or it's just not torturous to Squidward. But let me just at least say with the torture that Squidward goes through in this episode, uh, some of it is at his own volition um of course a lot of it is due to patrick and spongebob we have the soup we have the the uh jellyfishing pole through his hand there is a lot of torture and the fact that he just doesn't want a jellyfish they they kind of force him to go out there which then inevitably gets him more injured um but if there's is one acceptable episode to Squidward getting injured and it just being, you know, okay. And that it's extremely funny is jellyfishing. It's the one time I think that, I think we just all kind of universally agree that it was, it was funny to see Squidward get hurt a little bit. Um, But the way they started treating him in later episodes was a bit inexcusable. Like, like the level of torture in this episode would happen to him just for no reason. He would just be in his home and that kind of stuff would happen to him. Uh, uh, and we'll get to that later on down the line. But uh, jellyfish Fishing, I'm kind of in between it, maybe coming down to this tier. Uh, I had it, I believe, in my first list, closer to number 10. So I'm going to put it at number 11 for right now and see where it goes. Uh, plankton. Plankton is the debut of the character Plankton and and sets up his entire run throughout the entire series. What is Plankton's focus? What is his goals? How does he achieve these goals? What is his level of creativity? Um, just like help wanted is there to just kind of be the base for SpongeBob, Patrick, Mr. Crab, Squidward plankton has to be on that level for plankton and it achieves it. Um, I think it's a wonderful episode. I like it more than ripped pants. So it's still in the middle there. Uh, but it, it is still a very funny, memorable episode. Absolutely love plankton naughty nautical neighbors. Uh, this one of course is, is right up there in the top 10, um, I think it might be above Help Wanted, so it's going to go there. But uh, look, it's it's a level of humor. And the kind of torture that Squidward goes through this one is not really physical, Um uh, at least in terms of other characters harming him. Uh, he does choke on his uh, fork, which it was his own fault with the way he was acting. Uh, but a lot of the comeuppings in this one are well-deserved. He's the one who decides to mess with SpongeBob and Patrick, and it eventually kind of snaps back at him. Uh, it's a perfect example of that kind of stuff with Squidward, where when he gets hurt or he gets injured or his feelings are hurt, it's usually his own fault. Uh, and when it is, that's when it is really funny for us as the audience. So Naughty Naughty Nautical Neighbors is going up to the top spot. Next up is Boating School. We get the debut of Mrs. Puff, and we also get this This kind of C or B plot with SpongeBob where he's trying to achieve his boating license and he's just never able to achieve it. That's kind of the joke. And I believe it's in the SpongeBob Bible that SpongeBob is never just supposed to get his driver's license. It's something that is not supposed to happen and would legitimately be sacrilegious if they ever just had him win it legitimately. SpongeBob has had his boating license in a few episodes, but... Uh, I'm talking about just like if, if they made a SpongeBob special where he finally gets his boating license and then the next season he can drive around like that's just not going to happen. Uh, but boating school is an extremely fun episode with Patrick involved as well. We, we kind of get Patrick first season. Patrick shows up here where he's like extremely helpful, even though he's kind of uh, on the stupider end, but he's just not really that dumb. Like he's really out there to help SpongeBob in this episode. Uh, and it kind of sits up there. I think it's in the closer end to the 11 spot. Next up, we have Pizza Delivery. This is, I know, is going to be the most fan-favorite episode out of this bunch. It is the one most people remember. It, you can find the most cynical Spongebob fan or the person who grew up and, and just barely remembers Spongebob. They know the Pizza Delivery song. Like, th- this is... Uh, this is probably my number two episode in this entire season. Um, Even without Patrick, it's extremely funny to see this kind of buddy adventure with Spongebob and Squidward. We don't get these episodes uh, too much where it's just Spongebob and Squidward on a quest or an adventure uh, and, and, In the realm of those episodes, this is the gold standard, that nothing can top this. It is so perfect in all of its jokes, its delivery, its humor, its resolution, uh, and it it is still quoted to this day. Many jokes in this episode are are fondly remembered, so pizza delivery sits up at number two. Home Sweet Pineapple is another one of those episodes that over time just kind of fell a little bit for me. Um, I don't know why. I, it's just something. It's one of, I. I love the episode. I love the jokes in the episode, but I think I maybe stopped laughing at a lot of those jokes as I got a little bit older. And I still appreciate them and I love them, but they stopped clicking as much as ripped pants did. Like ripped pants, there's at least one joke that'll make me chuckle. I think Home Sweet Pineapple has like one or two, but. Uh, it used to be more. It used to be more. I think if you asked me like ten years ago, that probably would make it into the into the eleven to twenty spot. Uh, but it, it's dropped down a little bit. Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. We get the debut of these human superhero characters. Uh, a very uh, funny parody of like of the old nineteen sixty six Batman show. Um, I I adore these characters. I love them. Every appearance of them was always special, no matter how big or small it was. Um, so it's it's it sits in the middle, but it's a beloved episode. i I adore it to death. Uh, but it's not my favorite mermaid Man and Barnacle boy episode. Uh, I like it more than the second one. Um, but I think with the third one they they really knocked it out of the park. Next up is the episode Pickles, in which we get the debut of this antagonistic character named Bubble Bass, who decides to come in and just mess with SpongeBob's mojo. Uh, I like what they've been doing with Bubble Bass in the more recent seasons. He's kind of become the comic book guy of Bikini Bottom, and I think that's so perfect for him, and I, I kind of wish they utilized him more in these first three seasons. Uh, but here he is in his debut episode with Pickles. It It's... It's not a funny episode. Like there are certainly great jokes in there, um, and it's kind of fallen for me a-, a lot. I I would say out of all the episodes that I loved as a kid, and where I am as an adult, it's one that I I tend to skip. I I don't like seeing SpongeBob tortured like that. I I like the the confidence that SpongeBob has as a fry cook, and I wish he showed more of that confidence here, uh, and and proving. His worth as a fry cook, which he eventually does, but he has to physically, uh, uh touch bubble bass to prove that he was hiding the pickles where I wish he was just able to do it out of sheer, uh, determination of the, the patty that it was so good. He couldn't lie about it. Um, I I still love it. I love the episode. I love some of the sequences in it. I love Mr. Krabs kind of taking SpongeBob under his wing in like a Mr. Miyagi type role. Um, It's still fun, but it sits low on the list, unfortunately. Uh, Hall Monitor. Hall Monitor is a wonderfully funny episode. It is absolutely hilarious to see SpongeBob um, just go nuts for an episode he really gets stuck in his in his own head in his own world that wearing the hall monitor uniform for the boating school gives him authority throughout all of bikini bottom and and the fact that he wrangles patrick into this who also believes that a cone is an appropriate police uniform and then when he shows the cops and they're laughing it's it's absolutely joke to joke one of the funniest episodes in this entire show um it is up there, and I think it passes Hall Monitor. Uh, uh, Help Wanted. All right, next episode on our list is Jellyfish Jam. Of course, the episode in which SpongeBob brings home a wild jellyfish, and of course, you realize he shouldn't have done that pretty early on. Uh, this jellyfish he brings home loves to party. I love the party sequence with SpongeBob and the jellyfish. It's one of the best SpongeBob songs ever. Everybody could dance to that song. Um, but that jellyfish just wants to party all night all day spongebob wants to go to bed the 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 jellyfish doesn't want to go to bed and then of course just betrays spongebob brings in the entire colony of jellyfish into spongebob's home uh and then just start going egg, completely off the rails once the music is just destroyed by spongebob uh absolutely love this episode i think it sits in the in the second tier spot there um I love it. Like the song and some of the jokes in here are are funny enough. Um, it, it definitely is the, one of the scariest scenes when the music breaks and the and the jellyfish are all angrily buzzing. Uh, certainly terrifying. Uh, don't bring home any wild jellyfish, people. Can you just can you listen to me? But Sandy's rocket. This is, from what I understand, is the first episode in which we kind of you know understand just how scientific Sandy is. So, of course, we meet Sandy at Tea at the Tree Dome, but she doesn't, you know, go into how much she's into science. And even if you think she was slightly into science there, you watched that episode, no one assumed she was, I have a rocket into science. Like, that, that is a completely different level here. Uh, but we get SpongeBob trying to convince her to, to take her. But what we have here is SpongeBob trying to convince himself to, uh, to take him on her trip to the moon. Patrick gets involved, convinces Spongebob of aliens, and they, they should make the rocket alien-proof. Uh, Patrick, of course, gets involved and convinces Spongebob of the existence of aliens and that they need to alien-proof Sandy's rocket. Uh, they accidentally take a trip around the moon, end up back in Bikini Bottom, but assume they've crash-landed on the moon, in which they go... Alien Hunting. It is an incredibly fun episode, and it's it's one of my go-tos for the Halloween time. I know that on this list we have episodes like Scaredy Pants and I Was a Teenage Gary, uh, but this is one of my favorite like, Halloween-esque episodes just because of the whole alien hunting sequence. Uh, the twins. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but where am I going to put this on my list? It's one of the ones I had a tough time with uh, because I I like it, I have a lot of praise for it, and it's just—it's one of those really far-out episodes. I think it's going to sit more in the middle. I know it's sitting here in the middle. I I gave it a lot of high praise. Now thinking about it, I think maybe it'll end up here. Um, I kind of like when they do little far-out episodes like that. If there's an episode—I've mentioned a few here that I loved as a kid and stopped liking as much as an adult— there was one episode I can point to that fell the most for me. It, it would be Squeaky Boots. I think over time, I've grown to become Mr. Krabs in this situation where uh, the sound of the boots has become irritating. Uh, I love this episode. I adore it. I, I love the Squeaky Boots. Uh, the May I Take Your Order sequence is hilarious. Um, but if there was one episode out of here that I just... Um, I would still rather watch it than Reef Blower simply because there are some really good jokes in this episode. There are some really good moments. Um, it it just it fell the most for me. I still love this episode. It would easily still be in my top one hundred SpongeBob episodes. Maybe even in the top fifty. But. Yeah, Squeaky Boots is, is fallen here. Nature Pants. Uh, I can't rank an episode that gave us two memes within the same second uh, that low on my list. Uh, it is an absolutely hilarious episode. And it's another one where just SpongeBob just goes off the rails. It's kind of like Hall Monitor. One day, he just wants to go and, and live freely amongst the jellyfish, naked. Um, the fact that he just announces this in front of all of his friends, strips down, and then runs off into the sunset, runs off into jellyfish fields, it, it's hilarious. It's a it's an episode that'll always be funny. Like, I don't care how old you are, how long this is. If, if you're watching this video um, 50 years from now, 100 years from now, Nature Pants is still a funny episode. Sorry. Opposite day. Um... This is usually the episode I show people after I show them Bubble Stand and Pizza Delivery. It is my third favorite episode overall. Um, it, It has the same energy as Bubble Stand, but it brings in a person into that same just like how crazy can things get on con street it's not just squidward witnessing spongebob and patrick you're bringing in a third party who gets duped mind you this woman even praises squidward's art and he's not even there to see it like it's it's just spongebob squidward it's just patrick squidward and then eventually we get gary squidward which is is the crescendo of this episode um I love this episode. It is one of my favorites of season one. I would even say on the right day, I think it's better than pizza delivery. And I'd say maybe even in the right part of the year, it might even be my number one episode. But uh, I, for right now, I think number three is is a solid choice for it, and I will stick by it. Uh, Culture Shock. Culture Shock, I love as the episode here that is able to just kind of show you everybody in Bikini Bottom kind of getting together. Um I wish there were more characters in in the Krusty Krab that night. I wish they would have had Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy there, for example. Uh, But the fact that we get all these faces under one roof and we get to see some talents from Pearl and Gary. um, And then eventually just the big moment of Squidward... you know, being so despised by the crowd that even the sight of his hand is enough to quiet them and the sight of SpongeBob's is enough to send them into a, a roaring cheers. Uh, I love this episode for SpongeBob. It's one of my favorites of season one uh, and it, it sits up there in the top. Uh, fun. If there was another episode I would say is as remembered and prevalent as pizza delivery, I think fun would be second to that. Everybody knows the fun song. It is one of those classic episodes from the very first season. It's an iconic moment of Spongebob. You know, you could put Spongebob and Plankton together with fun and everybody understands exactly what that is. Uh, there's, there's a Funko Pop made of Spongebob and Plankton holding the fun letters. Uh, if, if I have an alarm clock of Spongebob and Plankton holding the fun letters, and I'm not grabbing it because it's buried under some other stuff, uh, but it, it's a big episode. Now, it's not near the top top of number one or anything, but it's a solid top ten episode. A hundred percent. I will always love it. Musclebob Buff Pants. This is a outlier episode in all of these because it's one that shows us Spongebob willing to lie willing to deceive we don't get to see spongebob do that a lot and while it certainly is fun uh he gets himself in some deep water like he embarrasses himself in front of an entire crowd i i think he earned his comeuppings for for showing off and lying to people um but but man if he is so weak to uh uh lift up a glass of water or whatever they're serving at the bar there that's so heavy. I mean spongebob definitely needs to work on uh on stuff, but it, it's one that has fallen for me a little bit. There are st- still certainly jokes I like in this episode um but it's, I don't know, I can't explain it. It's just one of those things that it doesn't click with you as much anymore and and unfortunately that happens with those bottom row ones. Um, next episode here we have Squidward the unfriendly ghost. It's another episode that just features the three on Con Street. I I adore this episode. It's not a it's not a top ten one, but it is up there. Um, even rewatching it, there's still jokes in there that just make me just laugh out loud. Uh, I and mean, we even get a nice cameo by Mr. Krabs and and Sandy. It's the the fact that they wanted to show up to to see Squidward off into the sunset, uh, and that he's not actually dead. It's a great episode. The next day. All right. Next up is the episode, The Chaperone. This is another one of those episodes that uh, I, I love. It's near, near to my heart, but it's just fallen by the wayside a little bit for me uh, in terms of some of its jokes. I love the story of SpongeBob taking Pearl to her prom, uh, her having guy issues, and SpongeBob being the one to help her with those issues in some way, shape, or form. Eventually, of course, they do get kicked out of the prom. Uh, but it's it's one that falls just on the lower end. Um, there's not really much more to, to say than that. I I do wish though that they were were showing off more of Pearl's life as time goes on. I mean, we would get bits and pieces, maybe an episode on Pearl uh, once a season. I I thought it would it would be interesting to show more of her of her life in the school and whatnot. What what does that look like in Bikini Bottom? Um, at this point in the show. Uh, But I I love the chaperone. I love, you know, hey, you know when you got to get ready for the prom. you got to go long, tan, and handsome. It's what kills them every time. Uh, Next episode on our list is Employee of the Month. This is a rare episode in which we actually get to see Squidward try something. Um, In this episode, Spongebob is is inevitably awarded another Employee of the Month, or is about to win one, and he kind of starts bragging about it. Squidward kind of Knocking it out, like, I, I don't need Employee of the Month, it's just a stupid picture on the wall, it means nothing. And then the competitive edge of Squidward comes out, and we get to see him actually try to be a good employee, try to make Employee of the Month, and, and we see this kind of, this challenge between the two, which, you know, to get the honor of Employee of the Month. Um, If you're a fan of Squidward, if you've been watching Squidward from the sidelines this whole time as a fan and realize that he might be your favorite character, this is probably a favorite episode of yours because you you really see Squidward go for it. Uh, And no, not SB129, Employee of the Month. Uh, That's why it sits sits up here, uh, right in the top spots, because it's just an absolutely wonderful episode and the lengths that the two of them are willing to go to, to stop each other from, from being a better employee is, is insane. Next episode is scaredy pants. Uh, SpongeBob's Halloween episode. I love it. I I watch it every year during Halloween, but what really stinks is that every year during Halloween, if I'm kind of compiling the usual episodes of television shows, I watch, I, I love a lot of Halloween specials out there. Um, When I get to Spongebob, there's actually a few other episodes I pick before Scaredy Pants to to watch during Halloween. It's not my go-to Halloween episode of Spongebob, and it is the Halloween episode of Spongebob. Um, If that doesn't say it enough of where that should go, I, I don't know what else will. I was a Teenage Gary is an absolutely wonderful example of what I was saying. It's an episode that has some kind of creepy, scary undertones, and it's something I, I would put on during the Halloween season, especially if, if you got a group together and you're watching a few of these episodes. This is one you put on. Um, I think, do I like it more than Plankton? Um, no, actually, I like that there. Next episode on the list is SB 129. It, in the first season of SpongeBob, if this was the only season of SpongeBob and it didn't come back for a season two, SB 129 would be an absolutely left-field kind of episode. It it doesn't sit with the rest of these episodes as as well as you'd think because it goes into places that up to this point were unexplored in SpongeBob, including time travel and possibly going into a fourth dimension. Uh, SB 129 is an incredibly weird episode and that's why I love it because it's a weird out there episode. I can appreciate when a cartoon leaves its barriers of comfort because then you get an episode like this. Um, it's going to sit probably right up there in the second, second tier. Uh, if you've never seen it, I have like nothing I can say to explain the episode is going to be better than just watching it. It's well worth the watch. Uh, especially if you just, if you're one of those people who are a fan of just really weird oddball ideas that cartoons can do for an episode or two, that one's a good watch. Karate choppers. We get another episode with Sandy here where we explore, we've explored her, her scientific love. And now we're exploring the other love that she brings, which is her love of karate. And it's really sweet that she shares this, uh, love of karate with SpongeBob. Um, I I really though on on like constant repeats. The one thing that is incredibly annoying about this episode is Mr. Krabs, who you know I can understand him wanting uh, to stop SpongeBob from you know performing karate at his job at the Krusty Krab. It's causing an issue, Uh, but Mr. Krabs takes it a step further in which he thinks he can kind of order SpongeBob to not perform karate, you know, outside of work. Uh, There's at one point where Sandy and SpongeBob are out in the park trying to have a picnic, and they're afraid to to do karate. I mean, they're in the park, they could do whatever they want. Um so in terms of the character development between SpongeBob and Sandy, I absolutely think it's a it's a great episode, but uh because of the uh, just Mr. Krabs annoyance there, it falls a, a great deal because he takes up a lot of that time. Uh sleepy time. This is another out there kind of episode. It's right up there with SB129. Um this is in which SpongeBob just discovers he can visit other people's dreams and decides to just go and visit everyone's dream in Bikini Bottom uh, with various results. Uh, he tries to help in most of them, but in, in all of the cases, he kind of messes up the character's dream. Or most of them, Gary's he didn't really mess up. Uh, Patrick's he really didn't mess up. Even Pearl's, he just kind of popped in. Um But yeah, it's just, I wish they did more episodes like this where Spongebob was able to just kind of have a bit of fun. Uh, I know that there's a ton out there that go in weird places, but they're usually specials that are wrapped around this idea of like being in the West, um, uh, going in back in time to BC. I like episodes where it still takes place in Bikini Bottom and is it canon or not? Like Does Spongebob have the ability to go into everyone's dreams? And of course, this episode was definitely an inspiration for one of my favorite uh, levels in Battle for Bikini Bottom. The episode Suds, in which we watch Spongebob get sick, Uh, Dr. Patrick try to come and uh, take care of him, and uh, Sandy trying to actually take care of him and bring him to the doctor. Uh, It was kind of fun to have a a sick episode with Spongebob. it was interesting to see just how easily he was able to freeze his entire house. Like a refrigerator in bikini bottom is apparently a really high end refrigerator. Don't leave your doors open. Um, And, and it's fun with the banter with Patrick really trying to trying to be a serious doctor and help SpongeBob and Sandy kind of getting in the way. Um, We, we finally get to see more of this dynamic of SpongeBob, Patrick and Sandy grow a little bit more than we have seen in past episodes because usually if Sandy's, around she's just kind of talking to spongebob so it's a wonderful episode but unfortunately it's more of a middle of the road episode in in season one for me valentine's day now we've we have a lot of holiday episodes in the first season of spongebob squarepants we've already covered halloween and unfortunately valentine's day is is right there um it is it is super low for me um, because on the opposite end, the, the episode that follows at the paper, I absolutely adore, which I might as well just throw up where I know I'm going to put it, which is number four. The paper, once I explain why I love the paper and then what happens with Valentine's Day, I think it'll make sense. Um, the paper is the one episode that I think, when I think of SpongeBob, I think of this episode and it makes me think of my father. I know that there's a lot of people out there who don't love the paper, and it might be lower on their lists, but for me, it's up there for very personal reasons. Um, It was like one of the first times I remember my father laughing at Spongebob, and it was a bonding-type moment. So I was always excited to watch Valentine's Day, knowing that the paper would follow, but for the actual episode of Valentine's Day, the whole crux of the episode falls down on the fact that Spongebob, for whatever reason, is unable to just tell Patrick that his Valentine's Day gift is going to be a little late. Like, there's not that many funny jokes in this episode and it's just you feel bad for Patrick, you feel bad for SpongeBob. It it's kinda more sad and and even the ending is just a little flat. Um, just on rewatch, I, I think it's it may be even lower than squeaky boots, but honestly, just for how the how annoying those boots can be, I would um I would put the I would put Valentine's Day above above Squeaky Boots absolutely, but it's really down there. And the paper is at number four. Uh, Arg, Arg is one of my favorite episodes in this first season. Uh, it goes right in the second spots here. Uh, this episode, pretty much any episode where a character just goes into madness, who just delves into madness, I'm going to be a fan of, because it's usually a fun time when Mrs. Puff goes above and beyond for no reason. Here we have Mr. Krabs uh, being obsessed with a board game enough that he wants to go on an actual treasure hunt using the board game as a map. That is Absolutely insane, and I love it. Like it, I want to be uh, watching that adventure. I want him to bring SpongeBob and Patrick with him. Um, you know, of course, when we join the the treasure hunt, we don't know the revelation that it's all based off of the board uh, the board game. But Mr. Krabs ended up being right because they found. The Flying Dutchman's Treasure, so he does deserve some sort of credit here. Uh, But it's just a super fun episode, and on rewatch, I found that a lot of the jokes still hit like 100% of the time in this episode. Uh, Super funny, one of my favorites up here, and it goes in the number 11 spot. The next episode we have here is rock bottom. It is certainly a fan favorite of SpongeBob SquarePants. It is very, it's a very memorable episode for season one and it falls a little bit in the middle of the pack here for me. Uh, I love this episode. I love the humor. I love the jokes. Um, And it, and it, kind of exits Bikini Bottom a little bit. It gets us to explore the ocean a little bit more, especially the most terrifying part of the ocean, which is rock bottom, where we have all these interesting fish, both kind of uh, uh, jerks, and then others that are really sweet and helpful. Uh, I don't know really why, after so much time, I've fallen out of love with this episode as much as I have. I I certainly love it, and maybe it should be a little bit higher, like maybe... Above Nature Pants, or even Tea at the Tree Dome—I think that looks a little bit better. I mean, it's still it's still high up in my list. I do love the episode. I love the jokes, um, but it, I think it used to be a top ten for me, which is which is pretty surprising. Next, we have the episode Texas. Uh, I love the state. It's part of our fifty states, the United States of America. Uh, it's where Sandy comes from, and this episode deals with her kind of homesickness. ...of being stuck underwater and missing Texas. Uh, she gets so sad, of course, that she just wants to leave, and um, SpongeBob and Patrick go through some very dastardly means to actually... Uh, they want to bring her to the Krusty Krab to throw her a party to show how much they they appreciate her living in Bikini Bottom. Um, and to get her to that party, they insult a lot of Texas, which, of course makes for a lot of memes online. This is a a very uh, memed episode, but kind of sits up there with karate choppers in terms of Sandy episodes. Um, None of the Sandy episodes really clicked as much as Tea at the Tree Dome, unfortunately. Um, I don't know why. I I think these episodes that were kind of focusing on her a little bit too much, instead of just kind of bringing her in with the pack, just letting her go. I mean, there are episodes in the future. Like I had, like some of my favorite episodes of SpongeBob include Sandy as a as a central plot point. But in season one, her like central episodes are a little bit weaker. Next we have Walking Small, which is Plankton's kind of moment to shine. He's not just after the Krabby Patty secret formula in this episode. Uh, of course, he still wants it, but he's trying to expand his business. He's trying to build another Chum Bucket on Muscle Beach, and kind of ropes SpongeBob into uh, taking advantage of some people. It's we we finally get an episode where it's just kind of Plankton doing his own thing. It's most of the time when we see Plankton on screen, he's just trying to steal the formula. So having an episode where he's not doing that, and he's trying to be successful on his own. I can get behind it. I love it. Uh, sits right there in the middle. Uh, next, we have our last holiday episode, which is the April Fool's episode, Fools in April. Uh, this is... Uh, I love this episode, but this is one of the uh, another ones that have just fallen down after so many years of watching. Sp- the The beginning part with Spongebob celebrating April Fool's Day... That part alone is hilarious. It stays up there It's in some, as some of the best Spongebob moments in the history of the show. Once it turns to Squidward, the show just falls apart for me. The, the fact that Squidward gets to um, attack Spongebob the way he did and and put him through the kind of pain he did and the... The kind of in-your-face moment is just that he apologized to SpongeBob in front of a lot of people. He doesn't really get his comeuppance, which there have been a few episodes we've passed in which Squidward received some sort of physical harm, maybe two to SpongeBob, and maybe he, you know, was due a kind of hit back on SpongeBob here. But um, I have fallen out of love with this episode, maybe not as much as other ones, but kind of sits there right in the middle as well. Neptune Spatula. We get the debut of King Neptune. Now, it's not the King Neptune we know in the SpongeBob SquarePants movie, but it's the John O'Hurley King Neptune. John O'Hurley, who uh, was Jay Peterman on Seinfeld. One of uh, one of my favorite character actors. I love his voice. I love King Neptune in this episode. Uh, the, the message in this episode of qu- uh, quality is better than quantity. Uh, it, it sits true. Um, but it's kind of on the lower end for me. It kind of... I I I liked it when I was a kid, a hundred percent. And on rewatch, there was just some things about it I didn't like. Uh, maybe it was really the character. As much as I love the voice, the character of King Neptune just being as as kind of uh, dumb as he was, I, it it just didn't click the next uh, the second time around. Or I mean, I've watched it more than two times. I've I've definitely watched it a bunch. But uh, for the purposes of this show. Uh, Last two episodes. The first one, we have Hookie. SpongeBob and Patrick attend the carnival, which happens to be a bunch of hooks hanging from the sky, of course, attached to fishermen's poles. They're trying to catch fish. Mr. Krabs tries to uh, warn the boys about not hanging around the hooks. Of course, they don't heed his warning, and he must teach them a lesson. Uh, Of course, though, Patrick ends up in a tuna can by the end of this episode. And it's it's still funny. I think I might like it a little bit more than ripped pants. Uh, it's it sits up there. The humor is really there. Uh, the the fact that Mr. Krabs goes through all the the lengths he does to teach SpongeBob a lesson is really is really funny. And um, the pie ends up in SpongeBob's face. I, it was kind of rough seeing Patrick like be injured, but he's okay. He he shows up in the in the next few episodes. It's it's fine. He's fine. Uh, but the last episode we have here is Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy two. Uh, now. I clearly kept spots open down here, so I can't hide it that this sits on the bottom. Uh, I love the characters of Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. I love this episode. Uh, it's just not as good as that first episode with the duo. Uh, but we we didn't even get to my favorite Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy episode, so uh, don't think that that first one is the pinnacle of those two superheroes. And, and this is my list. Uh, once again, I want to thank uh, Tearmaker.com and... Uh, I want to get his name one more time Nano Leon 3000. Definitely go and check that out. Uh, make your own tier list of Spongebob episodes for season one. Upload it to YouTube. Tag me in it. Tag me on social media. I would love to see. Your tier list. I'd love to see where these episodes end up for you. Uh, If you would love to make the list right in the comments below, if you're watching on any of the video services, you can absolutely do that. Like me on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. SpongeBob Podcast. I'm Ready Podcast. Uh, Follow us on YouTube. Subscribe. Any way that you can help out this show, is a. I absolutely am gracious for all of it. So uh, thank you, you goofy... So thank you... So thank you for hopping on the ship on this episode. Thank you for joining the Ready Crew. And we'll see you next time, you goofy goobers.